You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And as he does on uh, Tuesday mornings around 8 o'clock, Gus Cattengill from ESPN New Orleans joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Gus, what's up this morning? How much, man? How you doing, Aaron? Good. we got a lot of things to pick your brain about, and I'm sure it was a major uh, topic and discussion on your show yesterday. Of course, the news from the Supreme Court opening up uh, sports gambling across the country. Your biggest takeaways, your biggest insight on what this could mean for professional sports and even college athletics. You know, the thing that's interesting to me is the way that it's being, I guess, seen as a way to make money for a lot of different people. Obviously, there are the uh, the things that stand out, right? I mean, um, you know, addiction, things of that nature, making it accessible and easier for people to do that. Um we had someone on from Vegas who comes on our show every Friday, and he's been telling us this for weeks and months that this was coming. Um, you know, he led us in on the conversation that, you know, you, you, you know how you always say, how does Vegas always know? They know. From months ago, they told us that this coming legislature in Louisiana was going to be a bill that was going to be introduced. And, you know, they're, they're going back and forth on it right now. So he knew before legislation was going in. So we, we've been kind of following it before it became official in a lot of different ways. And he's been telling me Mississippi is ready to flip a switch. They, they've been planning for it. They've been ready for it. They thought they were going to get this win yesterday in a lot of the different states. Look at it like this. It's one of those things where, yes, if you're a casino, you build a game book, which basically is a large room, bunch of TVs, there's the line, you can go in there and do it. That's how I looked at it, Aaron. That's how I, I was like, okay, great. You know, all these land-based casinos, you can go there and go do that, place your bets, do whatever, Harrah's here locally, off-track betting sites, um, you know, fine. But then in our conversation yesterday, he goes, don't forget what kiosks can do. And, 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 and I, my, my ears opened up, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, dude, every bar, restaurant, whoever wants it, can then have these gambling, these, these, these kiosks. They're basically like video poker machines. So your local bar, your local restaurant, kiosks at the arena, kiosks in the Superdome, kiosks on the corner, um, you know, David Buster's if they wanted to go that route. I mean, you can have these kiosks where they're touch screens. You go, you make your bets, which is, you know, run by either MGM, it's run by somebody, but, you know, these machines. So, Somebody has to operate those machines. Somebody um, distributes them locally, just like they do with beer, right? I mean, you have Budweiser, and then you have the distributors at each area and each city that distributes them. They they make a money and then money off of it here as well. So that's where the regulatory process comes in. But to think that this hasn't been already thought out and ready to go is uh, is naive. So for him to tell me that somebody's already thought about it and getting ready to go with it. So that's the thing that's interesting to me. Imagine going to, you know, again, I don't know if these restaurants are, are going to do it, but it would make a lot of sense. Or your local bar. I, I use, you know, you know, our names 
as a, as I say. So let's say Aaron and Gus's, you know, sports bar. We get one of these kiosks in, and we put it right next to the video poker machine. And Aaron, I'm sure you know from doing remotes and talking to businesses and advertising with what we do, many places make most of their money, dude, off of video poker. Like local bars and restaurants, I'm telling you, it's video poker. They'll tell you that. Video poker brings in a lot uh, of their money. And um, especially here in New Orleans. Um, so you can imagine if right next to one or two of their video poker machines, you put one or two of these little kiosks where, you know, you come in on a Saturday night with some friends and there's a game or two that's about to start the 7.30 or the 9.30 game. You walk on over there and go, boop, boop, give me, give me 20 on the Angels, you know, and then you watch the game. So imagine on a Sunday, right? Uh, imagine a Sunday, a wing place or any place like that that has multiple TVs that bills it. Uh, imagine the national deal that perhaps a Buffalo Wild Wings would ink up with a local kiosk vendor. I mean, imagine that, right? I mean, how many stores I got or Hooters or something of that nature where you're going to watch games as it is already, and there it is right by the front door. Boom, you just walk up there, you place your bets, you watch your games. It's crazy when you think of it from that standpoint. It's nuts that he mentioned stadiums. He mentioned the arenas. Um, you know, you go, before you go sit down at the Pels game, you know, there's two kiosks right there by the, the merchandise section. You go bet on the game. So... Um, that, that's the thing that's interesting about it. Uh, I think, obviously, when a lot of people talk about, hey, you know, fixing games, will players be able to do it? Look, there's it, nothing to say that, you know, AD doesn't give a handful of, you know, hundreds to a buddy of his that walks on over and do it. Now, look, I, I think this could be regulatory processes to it. Like, you know, obviously the leagues disallow players to do it, so either family members will do it, or whatever. Look, if you're going to point and shave and you're going to, you know, do things to win bets and stuff, they're doing it already. I, I know that's a naive way to kind of look at it, but um, I, I just think you'll be able to tell and you'll know if that happens or not. And then you just, you just make it to where the penalties are, 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 are long-reaching, you know. You're caught cheating. You're caught making the game go one way, and if it's proved, you're done. You don't play anymore. You know, there's no suspension. There's, so there are different steps of it, and I find it interesting because in speaking to this guy too, um, the NFL coming out yesterday with its statement, oh, the integrity of the game. Uh, let me tell you something. I heard from three different people yesterday. The NBA, if you remember, Adam Silver's been on the, out in front of this for about a year and a half. Ever since he became commissioner, he's like, I know people bet on our games. We welcome it. We just want to make it fair make it transparent, and, you know, give us a cut, and we're fine. And, and that way everyone's on board. They asked for 1% off the top. What I've heard from several people is the NFL went to the table months ago, almost a half a year ago, and said, if this happens, we want 2% off the top. And Vegas said, go take a hike. You know, we don't need you. So that's why they came out yesterday and were the only, if you realize, not Major League Baseball, not NHL, not NBA, not the NCAA, no one else but the NFL yesterday came out and said, well, we need regulatory things. Uh, again, it's, it's them not getting it. It's them not getting it. We talked about it last week on our show about how the NBA and Adam Silver put out a quote two Fridays ago, you know, welcoming the fact that people put highlights of games. You know, LeBron's game winner against Toronto. Aaron, you could grab it on your DVR 
video it, tweet it, and be like, look at this shot. This guy is great. They welcome it. They want you to retweet it. Heck, the Cavs may retweet it if you have it, right? They want you to do it. He compared it to snacks to meals. He said, if we give people enough snacks, they're going to want the meal, which is going to the game. There's no experience better than that. The NFL prohibits you to do that. Technically, Aaron, if you shoot Drew Brees on your TV, throw a touchdown to Michael Thomas, and you tweet that video, you're technically breaking regular, you know, they can actually tweet you and tell you to take it down. The NCAA with the SEC, the SEC themselves, they do that. If you do Darius Geis' touchdown and do it, they have told people to pull it down. Like, if you write for the advocate and stuff like that, you cannot do it. They will tell you to take it down. So it's just getting it and not getting it and greed and not greed. And, you know, it's crazy how football is sort of like that. A lot of people say, well, look, with this, do you pay players? Do you not? Um, It's going to present a lot of interest because your franchise values, as the guy was telling me, are going to go up. Your TV revenue deals are going to go up because more people are going to be watching because there's more vetted interest. Yeah, Mark Cuban already weighed in yesterday. He said this is fantastic for uh, professional owners uh, across the Absolutely. country. Uh, you know, typically the NFL is so proactive, and, of course, they're not going to give up, as you mentioned, a piece of the pie without a fight. So ultimately, what does this do, and will the NFL finally have to back down a little bit? I don't think the NFL is going to have much of a, of a say in it. Look, let me tell you something. I, it, and I've been talking about this on our show for a while, too. Last Tuesday, I, I brought it up. I was like, you know what? When you see these quarterback signings and the fact that Sean Payton said Kobe Fleener is still not cleared from concussion protocol from Week 12, in 2021, first off, the best scam they did to players, and hear me out here, and why I call it a scam, is that they don't have an opt-out and they have to go through 2021. That's still a couple of years from now with this new CBA. Well, not new CBA. The CBA recently they did. If I'm the NFL Players Association, I'm not signing my name again unless something is guaranteed. I understand the number of roster players, okay? I get it. You can't guarantee everybody's. But it's also understanding sort of like when you're paying college football players. Not every player is going to get any or deserves to get any, right? I mean, everyone always likes to say, well, these players deserve to get paid. Okay, great. Name me. I can name you probably. It's probably 10 or less that actually make money on college athletics, the football programs. Like, honestly, right, a lot of them lose money. Like, Tulane, let's just take a – they're not making money hand over fist in football. It probably costs them to put on. When you look at staffing, electricity, I mean, all the different ancillary aspects of it, and you have like 5,000 people at the game. I mean, it's just – I'm just being honest. So, yes, your Bama's, your Ohio State's, your stuff, absolutely they do that. But – when you look at it all the way around, not every single player you can afford to do that. I know a lot of people say, well, you can. You know, you're looking at the grand picture, right? I mean, when you see the SEC gets $200 million in TV money, all right, that gets divided, goes into 70. Then you grab that. That money is used for facilities, all the other sports in there as well. Now you can say, well, the players deserve a piece of that. I'm with you on a stipend. No problem with that. Go ahead and give stipend and monies and, and do all of that. But – I think when you look at all of the different aspects of it, how players get paid or how it affects now the pros in the NFL and, and whether you do this or not, look, the, the NFL, they're making all this money, at least the owners-wise, right? They're making all this money in terms of the fact that they build new facilities and they're forcing taxpayers to do all of this. So 
to me, if I'm a player in a player association, some of this has to be guaranteed, 30 40 50%, whatever. And, again, if you're a guy that's special teams player, the guy that Saints signed you know, this week, a uh, veteran left tackle, right, one-year deal, is that even a million dollars? Fine, but you guarantee some of that. So I think a percentage is coming its way. I think they got a lot of different fights ahead of it. Aaron, I guess is a long-winded way to put it in terms of um, – just players' safety, players' contracts, maybe possibly being guaranteed, the new TV revenue deal and stuff. Look, you can't sit there last week, last year, and say it's all about player safety. And then what do you do in the off season? You you ink a brand new deal for Thursday night games to Fox. I mean, it's like I mean, it's you can't you know say that it's all about that. So I think they're having a huge issue and image problem, don't you? And that they're just completely coming across as it's all about the money grab while everyone else is on board and, and saying, hey, look, you know, you, you go with the sign of the time sort of things, which is why to me the NBA, man, look at that model. The TV ratings are skyrocketing. They're, they're must-watch games even though you're not a fan. I brought that up last week. Name me a game this year in the NFL, Aaron, where you're like, you know what, honey, I know you want me to go do something with the kids or I need it. i got to watch this game. Name me one game, non-Saints, non-Saints. That's what I'm talking about. In the NBA, there are matchups where non-Pels, I'm intrigued and want to watch. The NFL is a problem with that, that unless your team is playing, are, are you locked in and focused and going, dude, i got to watch this game. Gus, let's just say I placed a bet on the Saints to win the Super Bowl uh, this upcoming year. Did my odds take a hit with, of course, the news of Ingram uh, being suspended four games? I don't. And I think back and forth people are going, is this a big blow or is this a regular blow? It's a blow in that you do lose a starter. It's a blow in that you do lose a player that can give you a 1,000 yards. It's a blow that, uh, you know, using a guy that out of the screen can block in the backfield. Yes, it's a blow, right? Um why I don't think it's a big blow because remember, think of this, okay? Greatest show on turf 2.0, maybe. I don't know if, I, if I'm getting ahead of myself on this. What did the Saints do this offseason as well to kind of give you an idea that Sean Payton maybe had a heads up on this? And when you read the reports, this was known a while back. This wasn't just known when it was released. The release and the news came out because his appeal was denied. So that's when the news came out. But they knew he got popped a while back. So what did they do, Aaron? They tried to go get Jimmy Graham, right? That didn't work. All right, fine. That didn't work. We'll bring in Ben Watson and then what they did after that. They went and got Cam Meredith, another receiver. Then in the draft, maybe – Dumb luck, maybe. He just happened to be the best player on the board. I don't know. They go get Traquan Smith. They incredibly upgraded, potentially, potentially, their wide receiving core. I don't know what, what Meredith and, and Traquan Smith are going to do. I talked with Curtis Johnson on Saturday after rookie minicamp. I did a little one-on-one with him. He loves them to death. He loves their size. He says the number one thing they're doing right now in the room is improving their blocking. He's like, we got great running backs. We need a block for these guys to spring big plays. So, but what I'm saying is you did all of that. So I'm thinking when you think of the St. Louis Rams, now, you know, if you're a football guru, you may know it. But, Aaron, who was the backup running back to Marshall Falk in the greatest show on turf days? I don't know. Who was it? Yeah, Trung Candidate. Mm. Exactly. Who was the tight end? Don't know. Yeah, Ernie Conwell. And I only know that because I had to look him up. But my point is you didn't know that. You, you, it was Prol, it was Holt. 
Yeah. You know, it, it was all the different receivers that they had, Warner and Falk. Falk never really came out of the game, right? He came out to get a breather. He never really was that banged up with St. Louis. He had his injuries issues with the Colts. But for the most part, he had the, the high number of carries and volumes. Why? Because one of the things that they did that was so aggravating to defenses, they never got hit. When you think about it, remember? Remember their big thing? They'd catch and go straight down. I mean, Marshall Falk run out of bounds. I'm not saying that's what this team can do, but this team has bigger receivers than those receiving core, right? 6-1 or above all the way across, and more physical one to block. Alvin Kamara's been compared to Marshall Falk a lot from Sean Payton. I can totally see that role being that way. He can run as well. If you want to run between the tackles, there's Edmonds, there's you know Scott. Let's see what he can do if he makes the team, of course. Um, you could always go for a veteran, but I, even you, I mean, you heard Sean Payton say it again this week. I didn't think they were going to vote for a veteran because I don't think you need to. Um, the the twelve. The one thing that goes back to that, Gus, is then it right. all falls back on Drew Brees, and I know completion percentage last year right. was through the roof, but besides that, is statistics there was certainly a decline as they mm-hmm. kind of made the shift with Ingram and right. Kamara well, in the backfield. The, think of the decline in this aspect too of it. You know, you essentially had Thomas. And Ted Ginn, right? I mean, Snead really didn't give you much. And Coleman, I mean, he had 25 catches. With the receiving core you have right now, you essentially have one or two of those guys that can give you those third down mid-range catches. I mean, you look. we've been told that Traquan Smith can be the eventual replacement again, but you can possibly have two guys that can spread the field. And Ben Watson outproduced all of the Saints tight ends in the passing game last year. So he got added two, at the very least, if not three, new people that can catch the ball in the intermediate range and his accuracy, and again, it's going to present one-on-one matchups. You cannot double everybody I just said. It's impossible. You can't double Thomas. You can't double Kamara. You can't, you know, if you, you pull a linebacker or, or DB to try to eye and shadow them. Um, if not, Meredith might hurt you. If not, Smith may hurt you. So, or there's Watson. So you've added more options them than they did, I think, a year ago, and I guess it all goes down to the original point. I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to get overworked because I think you can still give him the touches that you did last year. You add four more because you probably want to anyway, and you're good. You understand what I'm getting at? The 12 touches or targets that Ingram had, I can now spread around two more to Thomas, two more to, you know, Ginn, two more to Watson, two more to Meredith, and give me two targets to to Traquan Smith. There, there's eight, you know? I mean, there's eight right there. So I don't think when you look at it from that perspective, it's that big a blow. Last year, with the receiving core they had, absolutely is a huge blow. But I don't think it's a big blow this year because simply you have three more options that you can get the football to, Watson, Meredith, and Traquan Smith. Good point, Gus. Uh, one final thing, Tony certainly weighs in. With you says, that's right, Gus. Video poker is raping our people. Sports wagering is fair and can be profitable for a sports gambler. So there you go. <laughs> Gus, we want to hear more from you. Where can we find you? Hey, uh, 12 to 3 each and every day um, on ESPN New Orleans. Tune in radio apps absolutely free or just tweet at me at gcat underscore 17. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting when you think about it if, if it gets to that point and where it's going to go. Because, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm, not, I'm terrible at video poker or slots or anything believe me harris never sees me but i'm not gonna lie to you Aaron. imagine walking into your local you know pub or something and have a beverage and 
I, you know what, I'm going to go bet on this Yankees Red Sox game. Here's five bucks. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy to think that you might be able to do that. Thank you, Gus. As always, right, appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Bye. Tony's fired up. How many texts did he, he fire off? He is so here? fired up. I love it. If you can take 50 bucks, if you can pick seven winners in a row, you can turn that 50 into 3,000. <laughs> People can make a living sports betting. Nobody makes a living playing lottery or video <laughs> poker. Um, in case you can't tell, I'm excited. I'm two, two things. One, we're expecting a lot out of these new receivers. Two, can we make a pact right now not to talk about Brandon Coleman so much before the season? <laughs> you remember how much we talked about him last year? Is he going to be? He looks good in preseason oh, games, man. man. He and does. In practice? In practice, oh, in pra- man? He's the best practice player. He's going to Hall of Fame for yeah. practice players. He's always tearing it up in practice. Can we please not talk about him as much this year? He's coming back. I, mean, I guess there wasn't that but much. But it's like need. every year, it's like, oh, practice, man. He looks like a beast. And in the games, it's like, eh. He's the next Colston. Okay, stop. 888-993-7762, the Stuart Shelby Hotline slash text line. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Some fireworks, huh? You feel that? I guess not. Too late for him, I guess. If he'd have lived through it, he could have been down off that backhoe by now. Maybe thinking about a cold one after work. Too late for him. But there's still time for you. Call 811 before you dig. Wait for the site to be marked. And always, always dig with care. LA One Call. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Uh, Jesse, of course, uh, the Falcon fan says fantasy football will make you watch other teams. That is correct. It is correct. I watch Atlanta a lot of times. Uh, Doc says Coleman would be a perfect fit in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, yes, of course. Um, so I, I want to kind of piggyback off of what Jesse said about fantasy football make you watch other teams. You know, sports gambling, I think, would help 
get your wife more into sports too, right? I mean, if you put some money on a game and your wife's going to be invested in the doghouse <laughs> even more than sure, before. Sure, but she'll probably watch more of that game with you and be rooting for that team with you. Right, you're taking Cleveland and getting 13 and a half. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. If, if it doesn't go your way, you're going to, you better deliver is all I'm saying. Man, you looked like a little kid a minute ago. What, what, what got you so excited? I read an article that Magnolia Bluffs and Natchez is going to get it. It's going to get the sports uh, gambling as soon as they. And have... there goes the baby's diapers. There goes the baby. No, we're going to get more baby's diapers. <laughs> the optimist over here. We're going to double those baby diapers. No, um, yeah, that, that's exciting, man. I mean, the fact that, you know, I'm looking forward to. College... You are sucked in. You are all in. Well, I, just because we follow college football really closely, I feel like most people who listen to this do as well, like college football and NFL too. But for me, I, I'm more college football. So when college football season comes, I'm, I'm going to bet on some games, man, if I can. And when we do the pick uh, pick five with the teller, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Because if you look at it last year, I would have made money. Uh, you got to subtract the juice and things like that. Subtract what? The juice and, and placing a wager. And, of course, uh, you would have barely broke even, I believe. I was I was well over 500. Do I need to bring back out my scratch sheet where we wrote down all the bets? We, it's saved in that drawer over there. Yeah, I would love to see you dig that up. <laughs> I want you to do it during radio. I don't think you were exactly that successful. I wasn't, but I would have made money. Hmm. <laughs> You, if you want to talk about being successful, you you did not have a great year. No, I did not. So you might need to stay away from that. But I was actually about, placing real I'm money. I'm not talking about yeah. betting every week like we do. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe once every. So maybe so. that'll be a segment for next year. We'll actually have real money. Uh, you'll be putting down, and we can keep a running that could tally. Be fun. Yeah, or yeah. it could get you in some serious trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. No, but that's. I don't know, man. I just it, – it, it adds – like I said, I, I'll look at it as if, you know, we're, we're going bowling one weekend or going golfing one weekend. We'll take that money. Maybe an expensive bowling alley you're going well, to. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll combine both of those. How about that? It'll be like if you're going to the movies, one of those where, you know, you have the recliner and you have uh-huh. a waiter that comes and serves The movie you. tavern. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Uh, here at, uh, later on, we'll get into, of course, uh, NBA hoops tonight, an important game, too, with the Celtics and Cavs. This is where this series gets interesting. Absolutely. And, you know, if you want to look at updated odds for the NBA championship, I got it right here, my friend. <laughs> Listen to this guy, man. He already wants to put a wager down. No, no, no. I just want you to see okay. how lopsided this is. It's all Golden State. The Golden State Warriors are minus 275. Houston Rockets plus 500, Cleveland Cavaliers plus 800, Boston Celtics plus 1400. The Celtics plus 1400, they won game one. That kind of blows my mind. FS points out that you have to win 56% of your bets to make money. Not easy. Yeah, correct. Was over 56%, my man, at least, right? Pretty close. And then Richie points out, I better stay away from sports betting. Uh, that's bets that you really have to pay up on. That is true. That's true, Richie. Yeah, yeah. He is not known for yeah. that. I'm not worried about Jake over here that coming is over a and great trying point. to break my leg or anything. Which <laughs> <laughs> I put the figure four on me. That's right. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, you'll hear from Lane Burroughs following a huge series win against Southern Miss. We're back after this. 
kids, get out and get moving. The Lincoln Parish Park, along with Piney Hills Triathlon Club, will host the annual Piney Hills Triathlon, June 2nd at Lincoln Parish Park in Weston. It begins at 7.30 a.m. and is a USAT-sanctioned event. The race benefits the Piney Hills Triathlon Club and Medcams of Louisiana. Entry fee is $35 for kids ages 7 to 10 and 11 to 16. You need to register by May 23rd to get a personalized nameplate. Race information can be found on Facebook at Piney Hills Kids Triathlon. New Year, New You. Let Pina's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low carb sides beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork, all slow cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pina's, drive through, or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pina's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Presents FFC2. VIP seats are still available, but get them soon. The January offense sold out early. Javier Obergon versus Jesse Butler. Josh Lee versus Josh Davila. Romalise Thomason versus Dan Street. And much, much more. FFC2. Sponsored by Rockland 06, First National Bank, Rockland Birchland, Sports Talk 977, Furniture and Penny Direct, West Weems Construction, and MD Entertainment. FFC2. Saturday, May 19th at the West Monroe Convention. Center. Business is great at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. With our industry thriving and business better than ever, our manufacturers have huge backlogs and longer wait times to get homes. And at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City, you won't have to wait. We are stocking over 90 extra homes with more on the way that are identical to our lighted and decorated show models and ready for immediate delivery. Our volume pricing will save you thousands off MSRP. Who would have ever believed that in 2018 you could buy a brand new four-bedroom, two-bath home for only $36 a square foot? Check out our photo gallery at Tilly'sHomes.com or follow us on Facebook. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. I think I may have the slowest computer in Northeast Louisiana. Mine, get, my, I can give, give you a, a run for your run. money, yeah. Uh, I don't have the reader in front of me, but this Louisiana Tech Report is brought to you by Legacy Rehab. We always Love catching up with Lane Burroughs, Louisiana Tech's head coach, on Tuesday mornings around 8.30 or so. He joins us on the Stuart Shelley Hotline. Coach Burroughs, how are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, guys. Doing great. How about you? Good. Not as well as you're doing. A final week of the regular season and, of course, coming off just a huge series over at Southern Miss. want to pick your brain on a number of things. And let's start with game one. I believe it was the 16th largest crowd they've had at, there in Hattiesburg. You're going yeah. up against their stud pitcher, and you went through his gaudy numbers uh, last week. Basically, he was undefeated, had an ERA of .88. Perhaps he didn't have his best stuff, but his team he still got the lead. What, uh, four to nothing, was not looking good in the seventh inning. At that point in the game, what are you thinking? Well, Aaron, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I thought our, our energy and our, our attitude and, and our focus was off the charts, and you're exactly right. When you, uh, when you get – Sandlin' four-run lead, uh, it, it doesn't look good, and things can look bleak. But, man, I, I just never felt any wavering or panic in our dugout. I, I just thought our guys 
absolutely uh, were into it. And uh, we kept, I kept checking the pitching chart, man, seeing where his pitch count was. And he kept looking at his finger. I think he had a little blister going, and our, our guys could feel it. And uh, we were making him throw pitches. Uh, honestly, I, I think he was getting frustrated. He wasn't getting the punch outs he's accustomed to getting. And like you said, he probably didn't have his best stuff. But uh, we knew if we could get in that bullpen, we had a chance. And uh, we scratched a run off of him, and, and uh, we were able to uh, – get his pitch count up and they had to make a move uh his command was leaving him it was he was obviously tired and and um you know you talk about a, a freshman still netterful they go to the pin and bases loaded double down the line clears the bases and a freshman stepping up in a big time spot and and running to the moment not away from it and uh, man we're off to the races now and um i i just thought our guys it, it, it's one of those special nights where you're in a hostile environment uh it's a super regional type atmosphere you're you're up against an all-american pitcher you're up against a team with a, uh, a couple of Team USA guys on it and uh, future big leaguers, and, and our guys never wavered, man. We just we, we kept coming, and, and uh, fortunately we were able to pull that game out on Friday night. Is there a better feeling as a coach to see your players step up and have performances like that? And then second of all, when you're in an environment like that and then to basically hear silence when you guys are coming through with clutch hits and clutch pitches? I tell you what, the best feeling, there's not. I mean, it's it's as good as it gets when you're on the road. There's nothing better than a Friday night when on the road, I can tell you that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had, I had a former player that did our chapel on Sunday, and he told the guys, he said, man, I was I was sitting behind y'all's dugout. He played at Southern Miss, and he said, I, was, I had chill bumps. He said, I wanted to be in your dugout because I could hear the baseball lingo. I could hear you guys pulling for each other, uh, you know, the things you were saying, your dugout was on fire. You could just feel it, man. And it, this is a former Southern Miss player saying that to our guys, and and you could. That's the, that's the best feeling to a coach is when you can, uh, you've got kind of got that magic, and it's bottled up, and and uh, you just you know every guy, whether you're in the dugout, whether you're on the field, uh, they were all pulling in the same direction. They wanted it, and uh, and you could just feel it. Win or lose, I was so proud of them because the way they brought it and. Um, you know, I, we know we can't go toe to toe with talent with those guys. But what we did was we uh, we, we 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 were who we are. Uh, who we are is uh, we we showed some toughness, we showed some character, and some moxie, and uh, we, we we showed a lot of grit, and we were able to pull it out. I go back to your uh, post game comments with the uh, Hall of Famer Dave Nitz, and you said this was a fantastic win on Friday. He said, I've spent nine years at Southern Miss. I know how this program responds. They're going to come out tomorrow, paraphrasing you, and basically said they're going to be ticked off. I guess you certainly saw that on Saturday as uh, they take care of business and 15-run rule you on Saturday. Yeah, Aaron, you know, on Thursday night practice, I pointed out to their big sign out there with all those championships, and let's just be transparent. I said, I want one of those signs at uh, Patterson Park at the Love Shack. That's who we want to be, and be that you got to beat these teams well look they didn't get that sign up there by by getting beat on a friday night and not showing up on saturday so you know that's that's history and tradition and that's pride and uh you knew they would i, I didn't see that coming but uh you know I, I told our guys uh we, we we didn't really meet after the game that's one of those games you don't want to relive they don't need to hear about it but uh, we get on the bus when you put yourself in competitive situations man at a high level sometimes you're gonna get taken to the woodshed and you're gonna get your teeth kicked in but the important thing is the life lesson and all that. So you got to get back up. Uh, you got to come back out and come to work tomorrow. And uh, it was not our day; it was theirs. And uh, uh, again, you, you, the good the good news was we had a chance to win the series on Sunday. And and you got to flush those games and get back up off the mat and bring it the next day.
How important was it for you on Sunday to get off to a good start and, of course, get the early lead? Uh, unbelievable. I, I felt like we had to. And, you know, I said this yesterday on my show with uh, Coach Creel. I just want to give him a, uh, a heads-up uh, uh, props here, our third-base coach. And uh, we put him out there, and he had me coaching third a long time. He played at Southern Miss, and uh, it was important to him. But he had a send on Hunter Wells on a double from first. And it was one of those plays that when you're coaching third, you got to make quick split-second decisions, and you don't have time to think about it. And he sent Hunter, and I was, I'm sitting there going, "Man, send him!" And uh, it was a relay to their second baseman. He did not expect the guy to be sent, and he kind of got yeah. sped up. And it was a banger at home plate, and our dugout comes flying out, and you could just feel their the life lead there. It's one of those plays that if the guy plays it right, he's out by ten feet. And uh, but it was a high risk, high reward move, and and I felt right then that put us up five to nothing, and. We kind of were taking it to them, and you're like, man, I think we got something going here. You knew they would make a run. They're just too good offensively. But uh, you're right, Aaron, to get off on that good start and a, a play like that at home plate on a on a banger that probably should have been out, uh, you just felt things were going to go our way on Sunday. All right, the million-dollar question, how do you build on this series win against the ninth-ranked team in the country and carry it on to the end of the regular season and then, of course, into the Conference USA tournament? And that's right. You know, it's uh, it, to be elite, uh, you, you expect to go in and win those type series. And everybody's – we didn't practice yesterday. Our guys are in exams. And we'll reconvene today. And everybody's telling them how good they are and how proud they are of them. Well, look, you, uh, this coming up weekend in Old Dominion could care less about last weekend in Southern Miss. And uh, to be elite, you you got to focus and get re, refocused and, and not worry about it. Put it behind you. You expect to go in there and win that thing. And, and uh, we, this happened to us last year. You know it. I mean, we were right there on the bubble. We go up to Middle Tennessee, who's out of the tournament. And when sometimes when teams are, are done, pretty much, they can become dangerous because they uh, they really they don't care and they let it all hang out. Uh, I think one of the things a baseball player sometimes it's so mental, you care so much, and it works against you. So, yeah, I mean, I think Old Dominion's a dangerous club because they're going to come in here with nothing to lose, and they're well coached. They've been injured all year. they got a good team. They just – they battled the injury bug the entire season. So um, it's important that our guys come out uh, the same energy and attack the same way they did a, the first-place team and you know, the best team in our league, Southern Miss, uh, this weekend. All right, for the past month I've been bringing up the RPI, and I know you cringe sometimes when I do it. I think you're at 48 or so now. Are you guys back in the discussion for an at-large bid if it doesn't work out in the Conference USA tournament? I think we have to be. I, you know, I, we talk about it all the time here, and I, I don't – sometimes RPI is a head-scratcher to me. Uh, I, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but good gracious, I, it's mind-boggling some of the stuff I see. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've beaten some good teams, a Cal, a Bay and m You know, I know it's neutral, but uh, we go on the road, and uh, our road record is, is really good this year, and I think that's important. A team that has the ability to, to, to win on the road and win at a high level and you know, we got some tough losses, and who doesn't? It's baseball at the collegiate level, and there ain't a team in the country probably doesn't have a bad loss or two, and um, anything can happen. But I think we have to be. We got a good league, and you know, if we can finish top two or three in our league, and and uh, you know, we're right there to do that. We still, heck, we still have a chance to win it. You know, mathematically, I know Southern Miss needs to win one game, but uh, we're still in the running here in the last week of the year to win our conference. Uh, so I, I think those things are important. I know that's a long answer to you. For a simple yes, uh, would have sufficed, I'm sure. But yeah, I think we've done enough, and uh, we should be in consideration to get in the tournament, no doubt. 
And finally, the crowds have been very good out at uh, Pat Patterson Park this year. And, and the final week of the regular season, you guys get rewarded with three home games. You certainly are expecting another great crowd this weekend, kind of send off these seniors and this team into postseason play. Man, no doubt. I just think, you know, you, you, you look at what we played in this weekend, a great crowd at Southern Miss, and, and uh, you just – I know our fans are going to come out last time to see these guys and these seniors, and they've meant so much to us. And be a lot going on, you know, at graduation, and there'll be uh, a lot of people in town and a lot of families, and these guys, they you got to find a way to focus when the – when it's the task at hand and get three to four hours on these nights, we got games, but uh, these guys will have a lot going on this weekend, but uh, it'll be good. Recognize our seniors and, and looking forward to having uh, our being in front of our fans one last time and, and coming out and enjoying a, a weekend of baseball at the Love Shack. And of course the series gets underway earlier this week with the end of the regular season, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Lane Burroughs, as always, we appreciate the time, bud. We'll see you later today. You bet. Thank you, Aaron. Lane Burroughs, Louisiana Tech's head coach. That Louisiana Tech report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain, management Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bassett, Farmville, Bernice, Minden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. No midweek game for Louisiana Tech as they get ready for Old Dominion on Thursday. That is not the situation for ULM. They will square off against McNeese on the road tonight. And then, of course, they'll just literally leave uh, Lake Charles, drive down to Lafayette tonight. Uh, They'll actually work out at ULL tomorrow. And then, of course, start that series against them on Thursday. LSU in action tonight. They uh, have a home game versus Northwestern State. You say, oh, home game for LSU, midweek game, right? Uh, there's a little bit at stake here, especially if they lose to a Northwestern State squad that has an RPI somewhere around uh, 125 or so. LSU continues to work on that resume. Do I need to read the, the four things that need to happen for them to get a national seat again? Would you like me to? Read the four things that have to happen for them to get in a tournament. <laughs> they need to win. need to win, and I think if they take two from, from Auburn, I think they're in. Uh, I think if they win tonight and win one against Auburn and then win, you might still need to win two to win the SC tournament. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured it out that far as far as, you know, what tournament games they need to win. Of course, we pointed out yesterday LSU at a 51 with their RPI and then uh, Tech at 48 right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Look, Tech had a heck of a weekend, man, taking two away from Southern Miss. We we talked about that series for weeks and Louisiana Tech delivered. Baseball, and we've said it numerous times, how odd it is, though. You go out and you win a big game Friday, Saturday, you just get it handed to you, and then yeah. you're able to bounce back and say, oh, no big deal. So we lost 16-1. to 1. Yeah. Come back and win on Sunday. But guess what? All you look at is who won the series. Yeah. Louisiana Tech won that series, 2-1. to 888-993-7762. We're back after this with Party Chats. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, 
cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine with warm temperatures in the forecast for today with a high of 91 degrees. Increasing cloudiness for mild temperatures tonight, a low 69. Partly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 91 degrees. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, we got a lot to cover here in the last segment. It is all part of our parting shots. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does, just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. I have something to ask, just like this. Let's do it. Where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that, to me, that's chicken. You can hit the podium a couple more times. That just punctuates his statements. I think Tabor's priding you a bit playing that one. <laughs> Maybe. We'll get into that tomorrow. Also, we got to figure out uh, what we're doing for Top Ten Thursday. We need help. We need help. we got some good suggestions. We just need to figure out what we're doing. Okay. All right, so I'll start first okay. um, with Parton Shots. So, it was just announced that ESPN and Netflix have struck a deal. They're going to do a 10-hour series, 30 mm-hmm. for 30, on Netflix on the, last, on the 97-98 season of the Chicago Bulls. Entitled Ten Parts The Last Dance. Listen, it says let me find it. It says anchored by more than five hundred hours of never before seen footage. Dude, I'm all in on this. Get, Do you really believe that? Five hundred hours of footage that 
it seems a little bit of a stretch. Even if it's a stretch, Aaron. I mean, 200 hours once he's It's like MJ with his uh, video camera. I don't know. behind the scenes. I, I don't think it's MJ, but I'm sure there's some people with cameras. And mm-hmm. they've been. It sounds like they've been working on this for a while. And it's not going to come out until 2019. Mm-hmm. So they're still – but they've got um, – Probably the, around May or June. Yeah. Uh, they've got the guy who directed the Fab Five and Andre the Giant. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. Did man. Michael Jordan approve this, and did he grant some interviews during it? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. We don't know. Yeah. I'm sure he'll. Well, I'm not sure he'll actually. I'm not actually not sure he'll do an interview, but uh, would love to. Would love to see that. You're all in. Oh, I'm all in. You know, thirty 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 for thirty does a great job. Uh, a couple things, and this uh, certainly uh, had the interest of uh, Jake. I don't know if you saw or not, but a lone sailor, uh, Gail Benson's horse will run in oh. the Preakness. Only uh, eight entries so far. It is the shortest of the Triple Crown races. I'm so in. Yeah. Also in on that Are one. Are you all in on uh, the Mud Bugs? I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, they won the North American Hockey League Championship uh, last night up in Minnesota. By the way, some people are upset we haven't talked about hockey today. Or I saw one text. <laughs> Say Here's your opportunity. Say no hockey? Come uh, on, guys. Break it down for us. What happened? Oh, they, they Vegas won. Vegas still in it? Uh, the Vegas team? I guess. I don't know. I'm not an NHL guy. Hmm. If you come here for NHL, I'm sorry. Uh, I watched a little bit more of the Cornhole Championships over the weekend. Yes. Did you happen to see the, the fight that took of place? Of course. That had to be somewhere in the south, right? It's gone. Alabama? That, that, that is the <laughs> first favorite. guess. Yes. Uh, I'm still working. We're going to edit that audio and make that some sort of a parting shot coming up. The best part of it, and you can check it out on Facebook. It's all over YouTube. So it was a charity Cornhole event tournament. Like, what else would you have with Cornhole? But uh, a fight breaks out, and the lady on the bullhorn is basically yelling, Come on, people, we're adults. This is a charity cornhole event. This cannot be happening. And the guys, of course, uh, throwing haymakers left and right. Mm -hmm. You ever got heated playing cornhole? I don't know. And I haven't played a lot, but uh, it's never come to blows, I don't think. Uh, Hopefully that will never happen. Uh, Could we have blows tonight with the – Cleveland and Boston. LeBron up against the wall, down 1-0 in this series. Look, I'm intrigued. I'm in for this. I think I, I said earlier, I think that the Warriors, the Rockets more so need to win game two than the Cavs. The Cavs can return home and kind of regather themselves, if even if they're down 2-0. That said, I just I, I think Boston has more ways to win. I think those long athletic bodies combined with that defensive pressure, they're not allowing LeBron to drive. Somebody else has to step up for LeBron. I mean, he he's carried them this far. Somebody has to have a breakout game alongside him. And look, Kevin Love and Kyle Korver, they're not getting those open looks because LeBron's not able to drive and kick it out to him. So what what adjustments can be made? I think they're going to go more with the, the caveman ball. They're going to try to really slow it down and use size inside. Um, and we'll see if that works. But, you know, knowing Brad Stevens, I'm sure he has something up his sleeve for that as well. So I'm very intrigued with the coaching matchup because Tyron Lue has to change his strategy going into it. And I want to see how Brad Stevens counters that counter all right jake uh, you were bragging about how good you are at gambling so and since we can't bet legally in this <laughs> state just yet i want to make this a little uh i'm going to get your advice on here 
Okay. So I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna set the line, the over and under. You're gonna set it. Why yeah. don't you take the actual line? Because I, I can't find it. But I can give I, it I, to this you. This is a, my line. This is in Vegas. Is oh, line. this is this is the over and under on uh, LeBron James tonight. Forty-one points. That's a good. You, you just uh, were bragging 10, 15 minutes ago how much money you could make by gambling, and you could probably quit two I'll of your under. jobs. To I'll do say it. under. All right. Uh, Kevin Love, I set it at 19 points. It all depends on if I think they're going to win or not. Well, that, that is important. <laughs> well, you got LeBron scoring under 41 points, so obviously you believe they're going to lose tonight. Well, I think most people it's, – it's one of those things where it's just a feel where everyone assumes LeBron is going to explode in this game. If you want to be one of those uh, betting experts, you got to come a lot stronger than I that. I wasn't prepared for this. This is the lock of the year. You can put your house payment, your mortgage payment oh, on no, it. no, no, You need no, to be no. over the top. I talked about college football gambling, <laughs> not, not NBA. But uh, I would say I'll go over for – this is going to sound crazy. I'll go over for Kevin Love, under for LeBron. Mm. I probably got both of those wrong. Mm. But you still like Boston. What's the line tonight? Um, well, I stopped looking because yeah. you distracted me. The line is Boston minus one. Ooh, it's really, really tight. Yeah. Where would you go with that? Uh, I still take – I think LeBron's going to figure out a way, and the NBA will figure out a I'll way. I'll ride Boston. Them. All right. I'll ride Boston. I do go back to Steve Kerr with his remarks uh, yesterday saying he liked Golden State giving up the one and a half, and he said, <laughs> stay away from Boston because game twos get a little dicey. I yeah. did paraphrase that a little bit, but yeah. uh, that was his uh, parlay for uh, what's your, what's the two your, NBA games. What's your feelings on, on Steve Kerr? I like him. Okay. There's a lot, that, that, a lot of people that don't. Can you just imagine next year with the college football, and you'd have to think your boy Lane Kiffin will be the first guy that will be out there. Hey, we're a 14-point <laughs> favorite this week. I like us. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I like the Owls. <laughs> did he, he probably did that last year. He, he said a, quite a bit. I can't Listen, keep track of everything. It's not often that a Double D Derek Dooley actually showed some uh, personality in press conferences, but I do remember uh, Buddy, and okay, he could get away with it. He would actually bring that up to, to Double D at the weekly press conferences, what the lines were. And it almost became a running joke at some point where uh -huh. Dooley would say, hey, Buddy, uh, what's the spread? What, 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 what are we looking at this week? I always found that comical. Yeah. Miss Buddy Davis at the press conferences. And also miss uh, Derek Dooley. <laughs> who does? <laughs> who, who has ever said that? Hey, he, you think, okay, okay, let's go here. Let's bet on this. Will Drew Locke have – but better, better numbers this year than last year with Derek Dooley. Uh, they're, they're not going to be as good as last year. <laughs> no chance. Bet the mortgage on it. Um, one, one more quick thing. One thing I, we talked about the Warriors and uh, Rockets a lot. One thing I forgot to mention was how fun it was to see CP3 and KD go back and forth, whether it was elbow in the butt or whether it was simply saying you can't guard me or just the, the chatter back and forth. I loved it. I'm really, I'm really loving that series, even though I don't think the Rockets have much of a chance. That is our betting expert, Jake Martin, who gets at least 56% of his bets correct. That's right. 888-993-7762. The guys coming up next on The Edge, they want to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Morning Drive. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.